0: ball. Ewing goes up, the basket counts. He gets it over to the doctor. tie ball game. Here's a shot, Julius. He, he scores. scores! He starts Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down and the game is tied. Here is Durant moving on Tucker. He turns, he shoots. Yes! yes! With one second one! Talking Knicks,
1: Nets, and all things across the association, this is is Pick and Pod on WFUV Sports. What is up everybody and welcome into another edition of Pick and Pod here at WFUV Sports. Friday afternoon, we are ready to talk some hoops. I'm Nick Feta, alongside Ben Oppenheimer. Ben, I believe we talked before the show it is your first time here live on air at WFUV. How you feeling? Are you ready to go?
0: I I uh, I feel I was born for this moment. I feel the, <laughs> I feel the spotlight coming right down on me just the uh the basketball gods are uh gracing me no i'm kidding i'm uh, i'm kind of a big deal around here no that's also a joke but <laughs> it's seriously all seriousness it's um it's an honor it's uh, it's great to be on air um and uh love basketball love to talk nba um and uh i'm excited that we're talking uh next today because of that uh thrilling win last night right um and you know, I'll tell you what—it's funny because a lot of times with basketball, it's like I won't tune in sometimes because I'm—you I'm, know—since I've been through a lot of uh, hard times as a Knicks fan, sometimes I won't watch the full game if you know if I think they're going to lose or something. And then when I was finished with my homework last night, I just tune in at the very end, um, and I see Julius Randle's smile at the at the end of the game, and uh, I was I was pretty frustrated for missing pretty much all of it, Um, but the same. it's funny, the same thing happened to me uh, when Melo scored 62 points um, back in 2014, and of course, that random night, I happened to be playing uh, Assassin's Creed, and I missed Melo's historic Knicks performance, uh, and I was pretty frustrated with myself, so it seems I I get that bad luck, but I'm so happy uh, we got the win last night.
1: Yeah, well, you mentioned that Melo game, anytime it gets brought up, I have to mention that I was actually there. Because oh really? That was, that was the best basketball game I've at least single performance. <clears throat> of course, we were playing the. I believe no, they were they were the Hornets for the first year at that time. But uh, yeah, so when you mentioned that game, I got to bring it up. But this was a gritty win. We'll, we'll jump right in with the Knicks first. We've got some Nets talk later. The Lakers making changes, all that good stuff. But we'll hop right in to the Mecca New York Knicks basketball right now. Uh, the story for the Knicks right now is that win. They actually we can we can go back and talk about their last two games. A a bad skid, four game losing streak, two to the Raptors, one to the Hawks, one to the Wizards. Then they go and see the Cavs. They play in the Garden against the Cavs, win 105-103 to hang on. Then they go visit the Celtics at TD Garden and an OT win 120 to 117. Now like you said, you missed all of the game basically. <laughs> I was only there for overtime. I was busy during the game I couldn't watch. But I had a feeling, I said, you know, we're going to keep it close at least. Don't let these guys blow us out and make make a fool of the Knicks because you want to show as a young team that you're there to compete. They've got two I would like to consider stars in Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. One hopeful budding star in R.J. Barrett, but there's some progress to be made there. And you kind of can now set this team up for competitive basketball for the rest of the season. They're, They're sitting... With a relatively pretty record, four games above five hundred, twenty-seven 27 and 23, that sits them fourth. Well, fourth in the Atlantic, sixth in the East. Now, my real concern, but I also think realistic hope for the Knicks is they hold that sixth seed. Do you see that being a real possibility for these guys, or can they kind of jump up? Can they? Will they fall down? I think the six is real, but there's a lot of question marks for this Knicks team for the remainder of the season.
0: Well, I think um, you know it's funny. Uh, I admire Stephen A. Smith. Um, in a lot of ways, but he, he said something like, I think the Knicks are going to make the playoffs and, uh, you know, they're going to get, they're going to be eliminated in the first round and, you know, maybe a fifth or sixth seed. I still think that's a good thing. Of course, Stephen A likes to be all, you know, uh, Debbie Downer on, on the Knicks. Cause you know, it's just part of his, uh, um, style, so to speak. Um, but I, I think if the Knicks keep this up, uh, looking at standings right now um in the eastern conference i think the knicks are are better than the hawks i think they're better than the pacers i think they're better than than the heat um that's the question mark that
1: i've been looking at yeah can we maintain or can the knicks maintain i mean the heat are a good team but they have been struggled with injuries they've been hit with a lot of obstacles and they also personally i don't think are crazy talented yeah crazy deep they've got their two three guys in butler bam and tyler hero but you could argue the same with the knicks so you're right on that point that's yeah. a team we're gonna have to watch yeah. i don't think a top four seat is realistic
0: yeah i i agree with you there um i think the peak for the knicks is actually the six because even though we we beat the celtics last night the celtics are i think just unarguably um the best team in the east yep um i think they they have a very good chance of not only making it to the finals, but winning the finals. They should be
1: favored right now, yeah. Um,
0: and uh, so I don't think they're better than the Celtics. They're not better than the Sixers, not better than the Bucks. Um. I don't think they're better than the Nets, even if no. the Nets are kind of a, a mess a lot of times. Um, I don't think they're better than the Cavs, even if we had a nice win against them. So I I, I really do think the Six is is um, the limit, right now no. but I I don't think that's a that's a bad thing I no. don't think that's um and some people are like oh you know it's just uh, NBA purgatory where you're just um you're you're good enough to be in the playoffs but you're not contending that's fine right now we should focus on this core which I think is very good and we should focus on building that because so much in in Nick's history so many times um we've had teams that uh you know we just blow them apart Um, And then we try rebuilding and we, we tank. And I remember when we tanked um, for what ended up being Porzingis um, and we thought, Oh, we're going to build around Porzingis and you know, that's going to be great. Um, And then Phil Jackson left and that ended up being a disaster. And then Phil Jack, um, I'm sorry. uh, Porzingis was, uh, was traded. Um, And basically that whole rebuild quote unquote uh, was, you know, it just fell apart. Um, And so I think what's, what I find encouraging about this Knicks team right now, and I felt this, not just this season, um, but also the 2021 season where they made the playoffs, and that this, this Knicks season is like, it's like a really nondescript meal that you're eating. Like, <laughs> it's it it gets a job done. It's nope. like chicken and broccoli or something like that, where it's like, it's not flashy. And some honestly, sometimes it's kind of boring. The Knicks are kind of boring sometimes, but... Th- that's a good thing. That we don't need any more of of Phil Jackson drama from a few years ago, or right. or uh, Carmelo drama when when he uh, left for the Thunder um, six years ago. And I think to have this kind of just gritty, uh, good attitude, no drama type of team, even if they're boring, even if they're only going to be a six seed, that's how you build um, championship teams by starting out boring like that. In in, in my view. Um, and so I think that um, R.J., I actually disagree with what you said earlier um, and that R.J. isn't a star. I mean, I think that um, I think R.J. Is, is vital to the team. I think he's um, a great two-way player, um, great slasher, um, great on defense. Even if for some reason – 538 is so weird. I'm sure you've heard of 538. I looked at 538, and they ranked R.J.'s uh, – Total defensive efficiency as like point minus two or something, and it's like it's really weird because you think of him as like a you know a good defensive guard wing, right? Um, but I, I my point is I think RJ is um, as vital to the team as as Julius and uh, and Brunson, especially because he's younger and still has more time than you develop. know
1: maybe maybe in his role I guess I can I can see that because he plays the specific role that needs to be played for the Knicks. Um, I think he's the clear number three guy, though, on this team. And he also, when you said mention his youth, he's not going to be that his entire career here, hopefully, if everything pans out. He's a great player, but he's not as developed as you'd hope for from a number three pick in his fourth year. Now, standards are really high for these draft picks that come out there. RJ Barrett's a year older than I am, and he's expected. Yeah. He's yeah, he's getting paid way more than I ever will <laughs> in my life. But he's expected to go out there and, and be a star, and that's hard in, in New York, especially. That's hard. So I do agree with you there. He's not doing anything to to put shame on his name to do anything wrong, anything bad. He's filling his role very well. Is he a star yet? No. Can he be? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, then I I, I kind of want to backtrack a little bit with the Knicks. You go back to that season where they overachieved, 2021, yeah, where you yeah. finish with the four seed. Yeah. Uh, Randall wins most improved. He was arguably an MVP candidate. Uh, that team overperformed like crazy, and then they lose to the Hawks in the first round. Then they take multiple steps back last year, yeah. don't even make the play-in. Yeah. Now you're kind of seeing them, okay, year three, right, with Tibbs as well, year three is often a make-or-break year for coaches, for players, for teams, whatever it is. They're making right now. They're doing yeah. exactly what they're supposed to do. The yeah. Knicks are not a top 10 team in the league. They're not a no. bottom 10 team in the league. They're somewhere right in the middle. Yeah. And, and, and that, as a fan, is good enough right now, I think, for most people. Uh, obviously, the players want to keep proving that they're more than that, which I think they can, you know? Yeah. But you're not expecting the Knicks to go out and win you 50 to 55 games. If the Knicks finish, uh, I don't know, anywhere with 45 to 48 wins, that's a really, really good season. Uh and if they don't get that, well, you gotta hope they still squeak into the playoffs. Uh yeah. otherwise yeah. though, you look at the Nets, uh, they're probably not gonna have to squeak in anywhere. Uh even without K D, yes, they struggled a bit. They are now on a two game losing streak, four and six in their last ten. Twenty nine and nineteen on the season, that puts them right at that four seed. Uh I still wanna make the argument that the Knicks are a deeper team sometimes I, than I the Nets. With you. Right? I agree with
0: that. I I, th- I think um let me just say this about the Nets. I think the Nets are, um, like, it's going to sound like a, a weird description of them, but I think they're like a synthetic team. Like, they, they weren't, they didn't get these guys through the draft, most of them. Right. Um, they just pulled them together as, like, a free agent uh, Goliath um, and some trades as well. Uh, before they had James Harden, now they don't. Um, but it, it's, it's all, like, to me, the Nets have always felt, uh, the past uh, year or two um, that they're like this unnatural kind of mesh of things that don't fit together. And not just basketball-wise um, purely, but but in terms of the team chemistry, it's like um, Kyrie Irving is, is a great talent, obviously. Um, but I think Kyrie Irving and, to a lesser extent, Kevin Durant, it's like I don't know if those are, are – what I was talking about, like no drama guys who's just, you know, just get the job done. It's like, when I read about the Nets, it's always something happening with, with the players. That's always some, some controversy.
1: But you know um, what, this year, I I don't think it's like that as much. I think the only real issues they've come across are, are injuries. Kyrie missed the first few games from his suspension. Of course, uh, KD is now out for a bit. They're, they're going to sit him through the all-star break. They got a limp to the break and, and, Hopefully, they're still in that top four to five seeds in the in the East. But I don't think, you know, yeah, it is the Nets, and they've had that drama. I, I will always be the first to admit, and I say this basically every time I'm on the show, my worst take of all time at WFUV was when the Nets made that big trade. Uh, Harden, yeah. Kyrie, Katie. they were winning it all. And yeah. they didn't even make the finals. Yeah, That was yeah. the worst take I ever had, but it was because there was so much drama, like you mentioned. I think this year they're finally out of that. It's just the question of how deep is this team and, and well, what will Ben Simmons do is always a question. I think it's kind of answered where he's just a defensive playmaker. Right, right. Right. Not a star. Right. But you need Katie and Kyrie healthy. You need them out there producing. If they are, and if that team's ready to go, they can make a push. Will they win? I don't think so. Can they compete for a championship? Yes. If they're all there.
0: Right. But I, I think with, with Ben Simmons um, and that's another thing, it's like from what I've read about his time on the Sixers and, uh, just in general as, as a player I don't think he has the greatest team attitude um, and I think maybe things are going are kind of relatively quiet for the Nets right now but in general I think there's always like a something hiding underneath the floorboard so to speak where it's like that that total toxic um lack of chemistry can go back and rise up and infect the team and it just because it's not um in the open right now, um, doesn't mean that they can't come up again. Cause I, I just feel like, especially with, with Ben Simmons, not just Kyrie. Um, but Ben Simmons is like from, you know, I don't know the guy personally. I don't know if I'd say this to his face, but, um, from what I've read, he, he, he seems to have a kind of a uncaring attitude and kind of, you know, it's all seems about, a bit lifeless. Right. Right. Um, and you know, especially in, in how he played against the Celtics a few years ago in 2018, um, I forget it was 2018 or, or 2019, um, but he he did not have a good attitude in that series, um, and that's when I realized because at first I was I was with the whole bandwagon on him. Oh, he's going to be the next LeBron. It's like, well, you can't be the next LeBron if you can't shoot. Yeah. And LeBron is not he's not the most amazing shooter, but he's pretty solid. I yep. think at this point, I think LeBron is a solid. Three point shooter. I yeah. think it's actually the most underrated aspect of his game is his three point shot. Um, but anyway, my my point is is that I think just because things are a bit quieter now with the Nets in terms of kind of general craziness, that doesn't mean that it, it can't unravel itself right. um, throughout the season. Um,
1: well, the yeah. the the hard part is without KD, there's no. You know, Kyrie has never really been a a vocal leader. A mental leader, whatever word you want to use for it. Uh, But when you look at the Nets without KD, it's Kyrie Irving. Joe Harris is nowhere near what he used to be. Uh, Royce O'Neal is simply a role player. Ben Simmons shows he's a role player. The the, the real surprise out of Brooklyn is Nick Claxton. So, I, I mean, we're going to use last game as a prime example of how this team will be its own worst enemy. They lose to the lowly, frankly, pathetic Pistons who pick up their 13th win of the season against the Nets, in Brooklyn, by the way, 130 to 122. So multiple problems there. A, you give up 130 points to the Pistons. Uh, B, you lose at home to the Pistons. But if you look at the stats, right, Pistons have seven guys in double-digit figures, seven. Uh, The Nets have three, and Kyrie drops 40 points, and they lose. Claxton, 27 and 13, really impressive from him. He's been a really good point for this team, Edmund Summer off the bench, twenty-four points. You look at Ben Simmons in twenty minutes of play, zero points, seven assists, okay, and one rebound. Yeah, what are you doing yeah. out there? Yeah, like what? what you yeah. were a All Star. You were a Rookie of the Year. You were supposed to be a max contract guy. I understand he didn't play for a while. I understand he went through a lot mentally in Philly. But what happened is is right. really like at, at this point, it's. Too hard to keep putting off. Oh, he'll get the he'll get there. You're halfway through a season and he hasn't shown anything. Right. So, and if he is not the guy that they need him to be, it's going to be hard for just Katie and Kyrie to go with the occasional Claxton or bench player scoring performance. Yeah. Because otherwise, they're screwed. Yeah. I don't see it any other way.
0: I I actually um when you talked about um it was Ben Simmons who only had one rebound um correct Um, yes so I'm I'm looking at right now on uh, the NBA app um. And the Nets in rebounds per game, they're 29th in the NBA. Yeah. Always. 29th. A problem. And that's that's just a, a fundamental aspect of basketball. If you can't rebound, um, that's a that's a really big problem. It's like it's not just like, oh, we're a little weak on no. rebounding. It's like second worst in the league. They're the second worst in the league. Yeah. And, um, you know, there, there's a quote – I forget who says it, but everyone knows this quote who loves basketball. Defense wins championships, yeah. right? No one but, says it. Everyone says it. Right, right. <laughs> um, but not just defense wins championships, but rebounding wins championships. Yeah. And um, if you can't, you know, play uh, – if you can't rebound adequately, that that's a major hole. I mean, I remember just over the years as a Knicks fan – many terrible losses that that I've watched and suffered through it's because they get totally destroyed on offensive rebounds yep. or or defensive rebounds um and that's that's just part of it's like the the unseen I don't want to say quite unseen cuz obviously be, people can see rebounding but it's like it's because it's less flashy even less flashier than than defense people don't notice it i think a lot of times um, but then, when a team doesn't rebound, then it becomes glaringly yep. obvious. Yep, um,
1: it's one of those just underrated parts of basketball that should not be underrated. It's right. essential, you right.
0: know. Um, and so, also looking at the Nets, just uh, you know, interesting um, things to to pick apart. So they're twenty ninth in rebounding, um, which is terrible, as we discussed. But besides that, um, they're eighth in assists per game, having a a. High amount of assists is always a good thing to move the ball around. Um, offensive points per game, they're seventh, so they're not. Ironically enough, they're terrible on rebounding, but they're not terrible on defense. Um, so th- there's some hope for them to, to to maybe kind of turn that around and make them stronger overall. And they're 14th in points per game, so they're a little little above average. Um, and you know, so if they if they just round out that rebounding then that can, that can actually really help them uh, potentially in, um, in the playoffs. And, and this is actually really interesting. So the Nets, meanwhile, are, are 29th in rebounding. Guess what the Knicks are in rebounding uh, per game uh, in the NBA?
1: I want to say they're pretty high up. Um, I could be way off, but you look for the most part. you got Randall averaging double digits. Robinson does his own. I mean, he's been out. but uh, Or they, I could be dead wrong, and maybe they're the team behind the Nets. Who knows?
0: So – they are third in in the whole league in rebounds per game. Yeah. But here's the here's the the uh, Achilles heel for the Knicks as opposed to the Nets Achilles heel. The Knicks are 28th in assists per game. Yeah. So it's like it, it's funny. It's like um when you notice these glaring stats it's like if you're if you're a team that's trying to compete for a championship and I'm not saying the Knicks are, are competing for a championship right now. But if you are you can't have like oh everything else is good and then oh this one thing is like really bad. You can't have that huge flaw, yep. because the other teams in the playoffs will show you no mercy. They will they will tear you apart if you have a a huge hole like that. Um, and for the Nets, that that hole is is rebounding. Um, for the Knicks, it's um, it's assists. Um, and the the good thing for the Knicks is. Uh, you know, as we know, they're they're strong. They're fairly strong on defense. Uh, opposing points per game, 11th in the league, uh, and points per game. I I thought this is uh, pretty accurate from what I guess they're 15th. They're literally the average yeah. um, for points per game. You know, they're they're not uh, they're not the worst at scoring, but in terms of moving the ball, um, they don't. They really don't do that enough. And and honestly, I'm I'm a fan of of um, Tom Thibodeau. I I think I was against. Uh, when I, I saw some Knicks, Knicks fans on social media last year call for his firing or stuff like that, um, but his Thibodeau's weakness is he's much more of a defensive uh, coach. Um, and old school, he, yeah, he's very old school. And I don't know, I don't, I don't even know what his offensive schemes are, but that that shows that they're not that complicated. I mean, to to other NBA teams at least, because they're they're twenty eighth in assists per game. Um, and that's especially in the, this style of basketball, which the Warriors kind of um, started, which was kind of this move the ball around, uh, you know, free-flowing offense. Um, the Knicks uh, being 28th in assists per game, uh, if they, they want to get in the championship, uh, you know, contending status over the next few years, they're going to have to move the ball around much better. And maybe, I hate to say this, even though I'm a fan of, of Tibbs, um, they may have to get a, a more offensive-minded uh, coach. Well, um, the
1: hope, at least right now, is you look – well, it's it's very rare that both the Knicks and Nets are on a good trajectory at the same exact point in the yeah. season. Yeah. But the hope right now is win a playoff series, for, for frankly, for both of these teams, because they haven't done it in the past year. The Nets did it two years ago, but the Knicks yeah. haven't won a playoff series since the, 2013. Yeah. The Nets <laughs> were awful last year against the – Celtics swept, obviously. If you're looking really, you know, you look at the two teams, you you expect both will be in the playoffs, which is great. Great for basketball, great for New York, blah, blah, blah. You expect the Nets to probably go further, but you never know. I yeah. mean, at that, it's interesting, but we will transition to, I guess, a little bit of breaking news, but also, uh, you know, a team that just always has to be talked about, and that is the Los Angeles Lakers. So they're sitting in the 13th seed. The West is tight as can be in terms of seating, So 13 isn't as bad. They're 23 and 26. Uh, they're just a game out of the 10th play-in spot, but not where the Lakers want to be, obviously. Disney, or Disney, oh my gosh, I call <laughs> him Disney all the time with my friends, so I go right to calling him Disney. <laughs> Anthony Davis, a Disney is, of course, nickname, but he can't stay healthy, and that is, frankly, the sad part for him uh, and this Lakers team. If he's healthy, they are a competitive team. It's that simple. LeBron is LeBron. Russell Westbrook, not great. It's, I wish he was better, but fills his role nicely. And that's kind of what you can ask for. And then the big news is the trade for Rui Hachimura, which I'll, I'll let you go first on it. And then I'll speak briefly after what type of move was this for the Lakers? Good, bad, great. And eh. does it make a difference? I, what do you think?
0: You know, I, I don't really, um, I don't really think that this makes a difference. I mean, um, I, I'm maybe, uh, People would disagree with me on that, but I think the Lakers are, are kind of you know unfortunately I think they're in um, kind of a no man's land right now. I mean they they have who I think is is arguably still the best player in the league, um, and you know they're they're wasting his his talent. Uh, Anthony Davis, as you said, cannot stay healthy, and so they're kind of in this just this middle of the road. Well, not even middle of the road. They're they're towards the bottom of the conference. Um, but they're playing sort of middle of the road basketball, close to 500. Um, and this Lakers team was constructed um, to to be a championship team, and they won a championship. I know some people say it's a, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse ring or hey, Disney, um, right? Um, but I, I think I, I I personally think that that was a a valid uh, championship. But, championship's a championship's championship, right? Um, but the the way that relates to now is is you know that was that's going on three years ago. That was you know when everyone was locked down. It's that also
1: was... a way different team in a way. It's got right. the same core, but not the same people around it. And right. and you don't win a championship with two, three players. It's been right. proven time and time again.
0: Right, I, I, and um, you know, I think um, Hachimura is uh, you know, interesting player. Um, you know, he's uh, he's still fairly young. Uh, he's uh, he played in Japan, I believe. Um. And this year he's averaging in 24 minutes a game, he's uh, played 30 games, um, field goal percentage um, 48, uh, three-point percentage uh, 337, shoots uh, 75% from three-throw line, four rebounds per game, one assist per game, um, 13 points per game. I, I mean, he he's uh, maybe a... a solid uh role player, but I, I don't really think he does much he has much of, of uh, an effect on, on this on this team. And I think it's kind of I think they're just doing uh this trade and and maybe potentially other trades um to kind of look like they're appearing to do something. But they're really not. And that's what's sad about the Lakers is I would actually say that, you know, I'm a Knicks fan personally, but I have nothing against the Lakers. In fact, I like to see the Lakers do well. You want to see
1: big market teams do well yeah. for the most part, unless they're yeah. your rival, which the Knicks and Lakers have history from 50 years ago, which the Knicks, frankly, owned. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it works out yeah. well in that situation. Yeah,
0: and and so um, I, I think uh, the Lakers, are. they're just, they really are in a tough spot because they're, obviously they don't, I don't think they want to trade LeBron because I know there's some rumors about that, but you that know, will he, never happen. Yeah, it it won't it won't happen because he's he's what generates the ticket sales and and he is he's just still a superstar. It's amazing at 38 years old, he's averaging 30 points per game, um, I think seven rebounds. There's know, no seven slowing assists. down. Yeah, and that's incredible. Um, but the the wasting of, in my opinion, of his career on the Lakers because of you know of injuries and the combination of things i i think the lakers are are just going to be in um in no man's land for the next few years yeah um because they made all these trades remember a few years ago for to get lebron back in 2018 a free agency that was big um and then they traded for ad um and I, i think that uh, you know, they they made all of those things, and it sort of—I mean, it paid off. They they won a championship, but now um, LeBron is older. He's still great, but he's older. Um, and you know, they they are um, kind of just—they're not going anywhere. They have no direction, um, and that's 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 sad. So I think that this trade is just an example of just kind of the appearing to do something but not really doing anything at all.
1: I mean, yeah, opinion. it's it's good at least in the way that they were very backcourt loaded outside of LeBron and Thomas Bryan and Anthony Davis. Like, they didn't have many frontcourt players. Uh, Kendrick Nunn was useless for the Lakers for the most part, considering Schroeder is just the better of the two guards. Right. He got the minutes, and rightfully so. Uh, getting, you know, trading Nunn was not the problem. They trade three second-round picks, which, again, uh, the Lakers probably know, those don't really mean much to them when they're when they're a big money team like that. Yeah. But but I, it, it I think adds it's a, it does add up. You're right. I, I think it's still it's a good trade, it, it, but it's not a blockbuster trade where it wins you a championship. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, if yeah. they win off Rui Hachimura's performance, uh, that's crazy. But the one thing I do like about Rui is he's still young. Uh, He's proven he can shoot the basketball, which the Lakers don't have. Yes, And he's a kind of mix of a four, a three, or a four, where that's what the Lakers need. Someone who they could run a lineup of Schroeder, I don't even know who'd play the two, LeBron, Rui Hachimura, and Anthony Davis when healthy. Put Russ on the bench, let that work. I I think there's potential for these guys. I don't think it's championship potential, but again, like you said, it's the Lakers. You want to see these teams be good. If they can get somewhere past the play-in. Like, you don't want to see them run into the Nuggets first round. You don't want to see them run into a young team that will just run and gun them. Right. Uh, I think a team who I, want to, I, I would say probably they do have a chance to take down if they meet them somewhere in the middle would be the Kings. Uh, and this will transition into our last subject here as well. A team that you think is going to rise and a team that you think is going to fall off. So I will start by saying the Kings. I love these guys. Talked about them last week on the show, too, how phenomenal and impressive they are. They will make the playoffs. They will probably lose in the first round. I don't see them staying as the three seed through the rest of the season. You have 40-ish more games, 35 more games. That's a lot of time for teams to make runs, get healthy. Sacramento's had a really good break so far this season. I don't think it's going to stick. Team that should be on the rise, it's got to be Golden State. They're healthy again. Twenty-four and twenty-four, sitting at five hundred in the eight seed. Yeah, big win against Memphis the other night. They have their number, man. I hate when Memphis says it's a rivalry because it's not. Golden State yeah. wins every time. Uh, these guys are just really still built that championship team. It's just a matter of can guys get on the court and play with each other. Yeah, and it, and it works. So yeah, I've got the Kings falling, not out of the playoffs, but from three to maybe six to seven, and the Warriors jumping up to maybe four ish by the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I've. Um... You know, maybe it's just because I'm biased and I'm a Knicks fan, but I've got the Nets uh, falling. I'm
1: okay with that. Um, I like that pick.
0: And, I, you know, and I, I thought that um, when I was, um, you know, talking with, with friends uh, like two years ago in 2021 when, when the Nets, you know, they had that big four. And I was saying, this is going to collapse. This I was actually in, in the – I'm not saying, oh, I was right, but like yeah. I was saying like – You're the opposite th- th- wave. Th- yeah. And um, – I was saying like this is it's too big to, you know how they they say like with banks like for the recession oh too big to fail they're almost it's the opposite they're too big to succeed with with the nets um back in twenty twenty one, and so now, um what I what I relate to is just um, I I still as as I said I still see them as just this weird kind of combination of players that's that isn't you know kind of homegrown. Are naturally uh, developed, and I th- I think the the team chemistry is what took down the Nets in 2021 because um, they just simply could not have four you know mega stars who you know should be on max max contracts together and play in a cohesive offense. Um, and so I, I think this year they obviously don't have Harden anymore, um, and KD is out right now. Um, but i still think they're just they're too the way they're constructed um they're almost similar um this might be a crazy take but they're almost similar to the lakers in in my opinion cuz they're they're better than the lakers obviously but they still have aging players uh, as their superstars um and there's you know they kind of have fallen apart um and uh i i, I guess relatively um, for the nets uh but more so for the Lakers have fallen apart um but the nets are just um i I can see them just having some sort of collapse or someone getting injured remember Kyrie is injury prone um so i, I think um I think that the nets uh that it's just my gut feeling that that they 'll kind of fall down pick up um, team for for pick up team you know I, i'm i'm debating between um, you know th- this is tough for me, uh. Because I I want to say the Knicks, but we just talked about the Knicks, and that would be biased. Um, but you know I I think what what I would have, um, as pickup team right now is probably. And this is this is tough.
1: I don't look at anyone it. in the East personally. Yeah, yeah. He See, seems kind of set in stone. No yeah. one's gonna make a big jumper. Yeah. You know. That's um, where I went Golden State, but
0: You know, I, I I think I think I'm gonna go with um Hmm. See, you know what? I'm gonna go with the Mavericks.
1: Jumping up.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I I, I think um I think Luca is uh uh obviously a star as, as we know and that's you know that that's not new news um but they um you know they have a actually a really solid defense the Mavericks um they, they I think that they they have a somewhat deep lineup I think. I mean um who else do they have besides besides Luca? They've got um let's see nobody. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, where I disagree yeah. with no, you. D- no, but I think <laughs> I
1: don't I, know where you I don't know where you think the Mavericks are going anywhere but down. But
0: I I think they have a hear me out. Okay. They have Tim Hardaway Jr. um who is a solid role player um and he's he's getting some solid minutes this year. Um I think um you know, who else? Uh Spencer Dimwitty, uh he's He's actually doing, putting up very solid numbers: seventeen points per game, three rebounds per uh, th- three rebounds per game, five assists per game, um, and he's young, uh, or actually, not not too young. He's twenty nine, but um, I, I just think um, you know they're two games above five hundred right now, um, and uh, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling about the Mavericks because of, simply because of Luca's uh, leadership. Okay, um, and I think I think there are dark horse. Fair uh, enough. To, to um maybe I didn't explain it well enough, but I, no, I that just, makes sense. You know,
1: okay, yeah. I think you know it's 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 good every once in a while on the show to have the disagreements. I love yeah. when someone combats me, and I love combating people sometimes because <laughs> it. I think that's a wild take, but it's a good take to end <laughs> on because we're just about out of time here on Pick and Pod. Thank you all for tuning in to another great show on this Friday afternoon. We hope you enjoyed listening. We obviously love talking hoops with you all. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Pick and Pod, production of WFUV Sports.